Yes, what's happening? So I hope we're having a good day so far. Before we get into today's podcast, I just wanted to drop on and say thanks a million for everyone that's listened to it so far. And if you could do us a small favour, we don't sell anything on this podcast. We're not looking to try and get your money. We're just looking to try and help you and try and shoot the shit as the better term and hopefully try and give you some insights from our own mistakes over the years. If we could ask for one thing before the podcast starts, if you could hit subscribe and also give us a rating. It'll take two minutes to do both and it's a massive help for growing the podcast and getting in front of more people. So on that ramble on, hope you enjoy this episode and don't forget to give it a share with your friends or in WhatsApp group if you feel it's beneficial as well. Boom, boom, boom. Guys, welcome back to Why Didn't They Teach Us This in School? Um, I am your co-host, Mike Finnegan, who is currently in Ireland uh, for the first time in six months, which is, uh, yeah, it's been a change. We'll talk a little bit about that. And all the way from down, I got that straight away this time, Mick. Uh, Mick McDermott boom. is on the other side. A little bit a little bit sick, a little bit under the weather over the last week or so, so forgive him um, if his voice is a little bit uh, croaky. But Mick, how are you? All good, Mike. All good, man. I'm sitting here sucking a soother so I don't start bursting in a coffin fit. But other than that, man, can't complain. All good. And good to, we're both in the same, same time zone. This is probably the first time ever since yeah, the podcast yeah. started. So that's nice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's been it's definitely been easier to uh to set things up and uh, coordinate yeah. things for sure. And uh, we're actually going meeting on Friday, guys, as well for uh, the first time in a long time. So Mick is going to be doing a bit of travelling down to the kingdom. Um, the in mighty the kingdom. Yes. Very, 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 very exciting things. A bit of a side project going on there. We can, we can, we can touch, on, touch on that as well. So guys, look, um, welcome back to the podcast, right? Um, with this podcast, as always, we want to keep it kind of free-flowing and we just want to, um, yeah, touch on a couple of topics. But most of all, just kind of have a general conversation about life and struggles, lessons, wins, everything, everything that's going on in the health and fitness realm, but also just in general life for us so Mick let's just kick it off with a bit of an update of of how we've been like you talked there uh you mentioned or I mentioned your your camper van you're going to do a bit of traveling you're a little bit sick so yeah talk us through the uh, last couple of weeks yeah yeah so I got the well not that I'll dwell too much on being sick but I got like the flu like everyone else half the country had it so bit on the weather but look it is what it is and man I'm so excited now to get on the road with the camper van and um, so bought the van nearly nine months ago and then um attempted to do it this is on to another story which is relatable attempted to do it all myself in terms of converting it but i just got so overwhelmed wasn't able to do it man i'm absolutely useless with tools i don't know what you're like with tools are you any good on the tools or uh i'd be all right but i'd be able to practice i did a small bit of laboring and stuff um, uh, you're bad at me then I wouldn't be very creative though. Like if if you if you said to me now, oh here, kit out this camper van and make it very spatially. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, I don't know about that now. But I probably yeah. be able to do something if you taught me how to how to do it. Yeah, I think that was my big thing. As like as long as someone tells me how to do it, but then as going down YouTube rabbit holes and getting more frustrated, man, I was ready to lose the plot. It definitely test, tested my patience. And then I was like, look, I want this to be comfortable. I want this to be enjoyable somewhere where I'm like. If I'm way hiking for the day or surfing, I come back and it's, you know, like it's a wee cozy place on wheels or a wee home on wheels. So it's like, just reach out to people that actually know what they're doing and get them to help me. And honestly, it's been the best decision that I made. I got with my cousin and um, better give him a shout out. 
Emmett. Um, so he's a proper joiner. You know, he's not like a fucking YouTube joiner like me who hasn't a clue what they're doing. So Emmett has helped me get it out. And, oh, it's just been a breath fresh air. Like, you know, just ha- helping him, you know, going, right, this is the rough design. He's put it all together. And that looks absolutely class. So whereas if I had it on it myself, man, it would have been shite. So, so yeah, yeah long yeah. story short, looking forward to... Looking forward to the road trip, but that's a big lesson I've learned is like sometimes it's all right to, you know, wave the white flag and not throw it in. Like in my head, it was nearly like a bit of ego driven. I'm like, oh, I want to finish this myself. Whereas I'm like, no, I'm literally making more of a hindrance of it. I'm getting more stressed out and I'm not making any progress. So I'm like, just pay someone to do it. They'll do it to a higher standard than you. And then it's a win-win. So I was like, I had to drop the ego had to ask for help and i feel like that's a lesson hopefully in the story alone that yeah, yeah. everyone can take for from sure. it but yeah long story short exactly, now yeah. looking forward to the road trip savage like i, I think i think it's, a, it's it's an important lesson for all of us to be able to delegate sometimes um especially in the things that you may not be good at so there's always a, that great saying of like just concentrate on what you're good at and make yeah and delegate, delegate the rest of it um and that's how you basically create something successful especially when it comes to business and stuff but I can see why the, the the camper van would be the same. And talk to us, talk to us about your um the actual road trip. I actually don't know too much about it because I know obviously we're meeting up on the Friday. But what are your plans outside of that? Man, I haven't even made any plans to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. I actually need to do a bit more research because I'm leaving tomorrow. So I'm thinking that park down in Killarney one of the nights is it Ladies Ladies View? Is it Ladies View? Yeah, yeah. yeah. View. It's not really a park. It's it's, it's just basically a, it's a cafe. And yeah. A park. So I was thinking, just drive in the car park, park up there, open the doors, and I'm just visualizing the the scenery, you know. But that's the sort of rough plan, and then meet you and on the Friday, and then after that, man, just be winging it. Uh, I think that's yeah. the joy about it, in the sense that you can literally just drive anywhere. If you're like, all oh, right, yeah, I want to go here, just drive there, and then mm-hmm. that you're sleeping there for the night. So looking forward Seven. to. Do you that, need um? Do you need like? Well, I don't. I don't want to call you in live on air now. Do you need? Do you need like permits and stuff to practice? Are you like? Does it matter? See, that's what I'm not sure. So that's why I'm not making any hard plans because I don't want to get somewhere and then be like, "How long? You haven't got a permit? You haven't paid?" So I don't think so. I think you can get away with a lot of places just parking up, but I could be wrong. So yeah, <laughs> come back to me in the next episode. I might have a few a few pointers for people. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be definitely a few lessons uh, over the next couple of days for you as well. So I think that's the only way to do it. But yeah, Clarny, I think it'd be well used to that kind of stuff anyway. So yeah. I think there'll be lots of information out there if you wanted. I've actually got a lovely picture of me and Karen took in Ladies View. Uh, we took a nice little selfie there a few years ago. So I might send nice. that on to you there, show you, that, show you the view you're coming in. So hopefully the weather will pick up a small bit. Yeah, be, fingers uh, crossed. So yes, how are you that's finding, my crack. I was going to say, how are you finding driving the camper? It's actually not too bad. It's like, it's Clarny's, like a... Clarny's rough now, like... I know, I know, I know. That's why I'm not looking to hang around oh. Killarney too much. Yeah, I'll be looking to get out in the sticks and then so I'm not flustered driving around the town. Mm. It's not yeah, too big. Out in the sticks, even though I, I'd actually rather be in the town than the sticks, to be honest. Like, a lot of the roads you'd probably want to see around Kerry, but I suppose around in your Ireland, the roads are so narrow and tight, and you're like, oh, oh, yeah. driving around there. So, the car is hard enough, so you'd want to be. Um, I don't want to scare you. No, you'll be fine. You'll be perfect. You'll come back with some. I'm shitting myself now, Mike. I might not even go at all. Sorry, I'm projecting my own uh, my own fears here onto onto you. Yeah. No, you'll be, ah. be good. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing you. I'm looking forward to, to seeing you, and we'll have 
we'll have a good catch up. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So what about you? That's... How's how's home treating you? How is yeah being back in good old sunny Ireland? Yeah, home is treating me well. Like I've been back now, what, maybe a week and a half, and I've another just over a week. Oh, maybe geez, I've been back nearly two weeks now. I've just over a week left um, here. It's been good, and we like we were just t- kind of touching on this before we came on here. Like, but you know, there's there's pros and cons to whatever you do or wherever you are in the world, and like there's so many pros. And I was actually weighing it up in my head, you know, the pros of Ireland, and pros of Canada, and what what I do love about Ireland, obviously, family aside, because that's the biggest thing. Um, what I do love about Ireland is I love the food. Um, I I rather the people. Um, but I also I also just, I suppose the culture, like the culture here is, 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 is different and you, you can feel that it's definitely less expensive as well. Um, so yeah, look, it's been good. The weather has been terrible. Um, it's been really, really poor. And the worst thing about it is back in Vancouver, they're having like a, the best ever spring they've ever had. Right. So, no, I, yeah, that's a bit triggering. I'm seeing a lot of great videos and uh, pictures coming up from the, from the beach that we live beside, but that's the, that's the way it is. Cause Vancouver's actually quite, quite rainy. Um, they call it rain Vancouver cause it rains so much in the year. So they're uh, getting it, like, an especially good winter and, um, spring as of now this year. So hopefully and here, tell me this then, see coming home, like one of the biggest things I realized from all the traveling and living abroad and stuff is like the grass is always greener. Has it give you a perspective shift and like, say when you're sitting in Vancouver now, when you go back, do you feel it'll have you thinking differently about sort of that? Like, Oh, I wish I was at home or I wish I was in Vancouver and has it shifted your perspective in any way or how do you feel there? I've been quite neutral actually. It's funny, like I, I haven't because it has happened to me before where I'm like, oh my god, it's so much better there or so much better here. I'm I've been quite neutral. Like I'm I'm very much like eyes wide open at the moment. Like I know the downfalls have been here. I know the downfalls have been been in Vancouver as well, and that there's there's plenty for both. So I wouldn't say like I'm 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 like I'm setting anywhere really as such as right now. Like, and I, yeah, I suppose that's where I am at the moment. I'm kind of like, look, I'm just going to see how it goes and I'm giving it the year now and then we can, we can plan from there, but I'm not making any set rules, I guess, or set set plans long-term, but definitely there's lots of elements that I will miss from leaving here now. Again, um, I mentioned the food and like, I'm just such a foodie and like uh, <laughs> a lot of my life revolves around food. So that is something I definitely, definitely miss. I, I, I'm actually currently on my dieting phase as well. And especially in Ireland, it's so much more set up for for like fitness foods, if you want to call them that, uh, like Valley and Little and stuff like that. So over over in Vancouver, they don't really have much of that going on. So that definitely has made my journey, uh, my trip home, so much so much nicer because I am dieting a bit and a bit more hungry. But yeah, look, I wouldn't say I have any huge realizations, but um, like I said to you there, I think my there there's three pillars of my life that I kind of always focus on, like my social life um my career and my business and then my like my health and fitness and like it's very hard to have all them kind of in a really good place at once so yeah. i would say probably probably my social life health and fitness over relationships and stuff is pretty good um like my excitement for business maybe not as as much because of my but like that's all fixable stuff probably more so because of my time zones and because of my um my setup of work like the office i have and stuff like that so yeah look i can i can work i can work on that stuff yeah, no, but that's a good point. And I suppose it transitions into what we were sort of thinking and speaking about in today's episode. And it's probably very, it's relatable to absolutely everyone, even if you don't have your own business. It's sort of like realizing that there's certain areas, as you broke it down into those sort of categories, sometimes your career might be flourishing, sometimes your relationships might be, sometimes your fitness and your health might be, but they're usually all not going to be at the exact same level. So 
let's be honest, it's not going to always be at 100%. Something 100% doesn't really exist. But even if it's at 80 or 90%, all of them, it's very rare that probably you have everything dialed in where everything's going to plan. And if it is the case, sometimes it's, it's very short lived and then something changes or another stress happens or another problem, which is life in general. Like, let's be honest. Mm. I remember, um, was it Jordan? Is it Jordan Peterson? just basically, I think he talked about like, like, life is suffering but it's just sort of asking yourself what um what do you actually want to choose to suffer by doing mm-hmm. I, I think i've completely butchered that but in in essence what he was saying was is like yeah that it's not going to be like sort of just everything's all rainbows and sunshine and it's like if you can actually try and make decisions based on things that you value and then that's going to make it that if you do have a day where you're struggling, you link it back to why you're doing it, and then it makes it okay. Right, I'm doing this for my family. I'm doing this for my friends. I'm doing this for my, my career to improve, climb the ladder. You know, whatever. I don't know. What's your thoughts on that? If that makes sense. Yeah. Or? No, you know, you like that. You got the the concept definitely right there. Yeah, that's that. That is obviously like um a big thing. It's like they're suffering everywhere. Um and like. Like even my diet now is a great example of that. It's like a diet, you could say, oh yeah, you're doing diet to look good. But diet, dieting is literally surfing. It's 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 a controlled starvation. So there's always yeah. going to be, it's always going to be gold you're going towards, I guess. And like, just, just coming back to the, the point you were making about like everything can be on an even keel. Like there was a really great book. If you ever get a chance to listen to it or read it. Um, I listened to it in Audible now. It was um, The Happiness Equation by Mo Gadat. I've so heard of him, so I have really good he's actually got a lovely voice as well so if you want to listen to it you'll 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 uh you'll really enjoy it. Uh, he he yeah. narrates it on the on the audio but he narrates it yeah he narrates right, it. i've listened to a few podcasts as well if you if you want to kind of just a, a like, condensed version he's on a few good podcasts there every ceo and stuff but his son died basically um due to like human error like a, just a like a it was um I don't know some small procedure that was was taken out in them, and it was they 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 made a mess of it. And anyway, a couple of real bad human errors, and he died. But this Mogadak guy was actually a multi millionaire and worked for I don't know Google or Microsoft or someone, yes. but really really high up on the business ladder. Like, and just after that happened with his son, you know, he really started to to go a different direction and understand what he wanted in life in terms of happiness. But the to to, to basically come to my point. He talked a lot about expectations and like the, the happiness that we get in life is due to like our expectations of reality and how things actually play out. So like a great example of this is like, you know, if you, I don't know, if you are making, if you are, if you're making like, let's say a small amount of money. Okay. And you wanted to, you basically wanted to make more money. You know, you're, you're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm making this money, but I, I, I want to be making, let's just say you're making, I don't know let's just say you're taking home 500 euro a week okay and in your head you're like your best friend is making 800 or whatever you're like oh i i I should be taking 800 if i was taking 800 i'll be happy so you could you could use that right and and compare to someone who's actually making maybe 10 grand a month and they're like oh yeah but they're making 15 grand a month so your expectations of something like if 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 that one if that person was making 500 euro was making 10 grand a month they'd be over the moon but their expectations are that they should be making 800 or whatever so your expectations basically will 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 dictate how happy you are in your current situation because they of, they often say like the people that have the most are probably the most unhappy because they expect their expectations are that much higher and they they they're looking at things totally differently whereas people that had nothing all their life and get start to get stuff that's they're actually much happier because they don't expect it 
So right, yeah, yeah, it's like if if I've kind of butchered that a little bit as well, but like if if the, if that makes sense in in terms of, of what we're looking at here is like our happiness basically is is down to is down to like how we look at things and you know how we, how we perceive things. So for example, come back to what you said there about like we can't have everything flourishing at once. If we if we expect everything needs to be flourishing at once and we need to be happy in all areas of our life at once, we're going to be unhappy. Whereas if we can actually accept that, you know what, it's okay not to be flourishing in every area of life all the time, then we can we can start to accept that and then just enjoy the areas of life that 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 are kind of going well. If that makes yeah. sense, yeah. No, that does. And I remember actually listening to your man. How do you pronounce his surname again? Mo. Uh, good, good, good. So that's right. A W D A T or something like that. No, because I remember saying that and. From what you're saying there, I think you you summed it up very well. There, like he was talking about how when your expectations are higher than reality, is that fair to say? I mean, yeah, that's the exactly. happiness equation, isn't it? That he spoke about happiness, happiness equation. Yeah, exactly. And I kind of I actually did use a very bad example there with the money, but yeah, the happiness equation. No, because I think that's sort of something then we can all relate to. Because like as you said, if you have that sort of, if you have expectation, like I I always bring it back to like say even weight loss. When people stand on the scales, they have an expectation of like, okay, right, week one of dad here, lost two pounds, brilliant. They're like, they expect to lose two pounds every single week for mm. said number of weeks. And then it starts to slow down and they're like, oh, I only lost half a pound this week. Oh, the weight loss is stalled. So in reality, it's normal part of, you know, the fat loss phase, but their expectations are so much higher and it's not in line with reality. So that's going to equal then unhappy you know and that's only one example that's probably top of mind for both of us but i think it's um something that we can always i feel like sometimes all these things like you nearly need them ta- like i can speak for myself and you need them tattooed here and going like mm-hmm. right when you're getting sucked into something in your head and just go like right hold on here look look at look at this quote you know or whatever and just be like mm-hmm. your expectations are not matching reality you know chill the fuck out mick yeah, yeah. And you know, it's actually funny when you say that because it is hard to actually catch yourself sometimes because even coming home to Ireland, right, you could say, okay, someone that has lived in Ireland all their life, your expectations should be that it's going to rain a lot. Whereas for some reason, I came home with expectations, oh, it might be nice. And then because my expectations weren't met, I was unhappy with it and even triggered to the point where I was like, I was giving out about it. Like, And again, like you said, you can you can know all these things, but at times it can be easy to, to get caught up in emotions. I think that's an important point to make as well, though. Do you know, it's okay to feel a certain way. Like about the weight, yeah. I, and I, I talked to clients about that recently. And I was like, because I got triggered by my weight yesterday because it hiked up. Um, but it's okay to feel them feelings. Like don't beat yourself up for feeling a feeling. Oh, 100%. But the main thing for you, just don't, not, don't act on it. Do you know, like or, yeah. or just like bring yourself back eventually. Like even if it takes you a little bit, just have you have that moment, but bring yourself back to it as opposed to living in that emotion for your life and acting like you're a victim to every circumstance that, that happens. And I think that's the big thing that uh, you, you hit the nail on the head there is like, it's it's okay to feel, you know, fed up or pissed off or frustrated. Like that's normal. Again, that's normal human behavior. But as you said, is how you react. And that's sometimes where we always need to try and catch ourselves. It's like, um, like say for example, if two people stand on the scale and one of them, and, and they both have the same outcome, the scales don't move or maybe they go up. And one of them's like, oh, fuck this, this isn't working. I'm just going to go and eat chocolate here. And sure, what's the point? The other one just like, right, it has moved. I'm fucked off. I'm frustrated, but I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to trust the process, even though I don't want to, but I'm going to do it. And then next thing, the weight goes back down for the person that can mm. trust the process. Whereas the other person, the weight goes up because mm. they're literally self-sabotaged. So 
<coughs> again, it goes back to that sort of last part of the, what do you say, equation is, I guess, how you react. I know you'll always hear people say, is it like life's not about the 10% of things that happen or something that's like about the 85% of how you react or I've probably completely butchered that. But the, the, the main crux of it is it's about how you react. It's not about the actual mm. thing or the actual event. It's how you perceive yeah, that. Yeah. But, but, but even on that, Mick, which is, which is interesting because I know we always come back to like trust the process and you get the result and then you'll be happy. You, you can't be happy right now, but like take that away, right? Like take, take that away, right? when people are unhappy about things they can't control like the weather for example for me like yeah. i could say oh just just um be okay with it and it'll change and it'll come good and whatever and then you look back and say oh yeah i'm happy i didn't react to that now are the weight and scale is the perfect one it's like well you can't control what the weight's going to say in a given day because there's so many variables but you can control how you act to it but e- but even in that right even in that moment like who do you want to be like do you want to be the positive person that can actually turn things in its head and say yeah i look the way it's going to go up that's going to happen and you can actually set that expectation and say i'm actually feeling really good myself um i'm actually i'm doing these things so i want to do them. i'm feeling good um i'm building these habits for other reasons and then move on for it. like it doesn't just have to be about the result either like and i think that's sometimes we get caught up in that too maybe as coaches where we're like oh just trust the process but i think it's more of an, an overall like it's an overall attitude towards life um I, I i said this before we came on but i heard a really great quote this week and it was like um like good and bad things are going to happen in life. Like you, you could argue that it happens 50% of the time, good and bad. Okay. But it's, it's, it's about accepting that that is normal. The yin and yang of life is what makes it what it is. It's that what makes it kind of unpredictable and exciting is that like with the good, you also get the bad and with the bad, you get the good. And that's why they're both. So they both, you, you feel both of them. If it was always bad, you'd get used to that. If it was always good, you get used to that. And I guess again, coming back to enjoy them, enjoy the things you can control. And, just like the, during the bad times focus on what you can control as well because it'll, it'll always turn around for you um not always easy i know and we're talking about this from you know like from the comfort of our of our of our rooms and everything's great and all this but yeah it is definitely worth keeping in mind you know because life life is shit like life life can be shit yeah and that's true i think that's again that's the reality <clears throat> and here tell me this mike then have you anything that when you find that one of your Sort of core pillars is maybe slightly below the standards of what you'd like. Have you something that you try and do, like an audit or somewhere of like looking, looking at it and going right, where do I want to improve? You know, like say if, for example, your fitness is, or you said maybe your business is not where it wanted to be, or maybe your fitness isn't for someone listening in, or it could be the relationships. What do you find helps you? to try and reset and rebalance or realign all them to as close to sort of equilibrium. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll even go, I'm a, I'm a counter that like, and, and maybe argue and like, this is maybe only something I've come to and a realization recently over the last year or so. It doesn't have to be an equilibrium. We have, we have this kind of um, almost, I don't know, just, just this mindset that everything has to be in equilibrium. It's like we always talk about balance. Everything's balanced. We need balance, balance, balance. Yeah. But like maybe sometimes it's okay that they're not in equilibrium and that sometimes we are better when we put all our effort into one area and then put everything else on maintenance almost. So I don't have any like, I don't have any set like ways of, of knowing. Like I'd be lying if I said, oh yeah, I do an audit every month and this and that. Yeah, there's times if I, I guess when I feel it, like you, you know, you know when things are valuable to you. And that's something I'm quite good at. Like I know what my pillars are. 
the, them areas are the most important. And I would argue they're probably the most important to every single person here are listening in as well. I, you know when they're off. You just know when something's not right with them. And I suppose the the key then from there is kind of saying, okay, well, look, this area is is off. And you can obviously, if you if it's important enough to you in that moment, you can obviously do things to work on it. Um, but there may be time where, do you know what, it's okay that they're, they're a little bit off and it's okay that you're going through this and again, control the controllables. Maybe you do put it on maintenance, like business is a great example, or even your fitness, like you can't always be pushing high, high, high levels in fitness. Yeah. That doesn't mean you, you give up on your standards, like your personal standards. That's why it's so great to have a baseline, like I have an idea of your baseline and, and build habits. So like, even we talked about business that making it's like, okay, if, if you go, if we go on holiday or we take time out or whatever, we still have a baseline of, okay, this still needs to be done because the business needs to still stay afloat. Same with fitness. It's like, okay, well, I'm not dieting or I'm not like intentionally going for any fitness goal at the moment, but that doesn't mean I just turn into a child and just eat all the time, whatever I want, or don't do any exercise. These are still my maintenance levels where I can still stay on top of things to a good degree to make me feel good, but I haven't intentionally pushed towards things. I guess just one last point I'm making that, and it's important, is that, I don't know if you've heard the same before, like you're not growing, you're dying. Yeah, and you, you could you could argue you could argue either way. It was like, oh, okay, maybe. And I, I do think there is something in that, in that like if we coast for too long in any area, chances are it will start to go in the opposite direction because we we are quite complacent. So it is always worth just looking at areas and seeing at different times, right? What actually needs to improve? What can I do to to improve them? Or do I need to change something in order to pick this one up? But it, it's going to depend again. Like our priorities are going to change at different times. And that's okay, I think. And just sometimes we just need to go with that. Yeah, and I think that's important, as you said, about the coasting, because like I know I have been I've fallen in that bracket in every single department or every core pillar before. And I think it's and even still, like you, you still find yourself doing that there, but it's trying to, you know, catch yourself and call yourself out and go and hold on here, right? As you said, it's bringing yourself back to those sort of daily habits and i think for, for me personally and i can only say it for me but i find it when you actually just chunk it down into right what can i do today that's gonna get the wheels in motion for improving relationships or improving business or improving health and fitness and not like not be writing out a big three-year vision of where you want to be and like mm. again there's nothing wrong with that and that can suit it maybe suit certain people but i feel like for me personally I don't know about you, but I like nearly need to have a more micro chunk down into smaller, mm. smaller bite-sized chunks. And then it's like the as the old saying goes, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, do you know that sort of way? Yeah, yeah, I totally I totally get that. And I suppose again it comes back to then like but like, even though you don't want you don't want to maybe look that longer picture, but still having an idea of what it may look like for you. And then like you said, break it down into into smaller, smaller pieces because I don't know, sometimes it can be so easy for us to get caught up in like the pressures of wanting something so bad that like, I, I, I always, like I always know. And I think everyone does as well that you always know when things aren't right and you want yeah. them to be right. Like it's one thing saying, Oh, look, my, my fitness isn't being the best at the moment, but I'm okay with it. And like being so honest, be really been, been honest with yourself and saying, like, it's not a priority right now. I'm okay about it. I'm feeling okay about it. It may come to a point where you're like, Oh God, I don't feel okay about it anymore. And I really need to change this. Like I know lots of people come up to, come to us making, they're like, it's on my mind every single day. I talk, think about my weight every single day. Um, if my confidence every single day, I'm self-conscious every single day, but they haven't changed. 
and that that's that's the point where okay something needs to happen something needs to happen you can't just keep putting it on the back burner but there's other people then that may like may not be in that place where the where, where the pain is that high there's a there's an incredible saying i know we're, we're all about saying today um there's an incredible saying that like in order to change the pain of staying the same has to be greater than the pain of change so sometimes you need to get to that low point where do you know what it, there's no option here i need to change um or else or else um it's going to it's just it's it's just not going to be it's not going to be good it's not going to be good and then and then that's when things start start to happen but yes 100 i think by breaking things down once you have that vision of what you need to do then starting to break it down into bite side chunks is is always the way to go but like would you have any okay let, let's bring this something would you have any like practical tips for that like how do you even how do you even work things out let, let's just even from like fitness point of view i think that's easiest for us to kind of talk about like if you're someone that is in that place where they're constantly thinking about their weight or constantly thinking about their confidence and everything like how how would you help your client then break that down into small pieces to start working on it Yes, I suppose if you were to set a very like vague, not even vague, but have a, a rough vision of like in a year's time, what's the type of person you want to be? So it could be like someone who is goes to the gym multiple times a week, someone who, you know, can go on a night out, but just hit reset and get back to the basics the next day and not let it throw them off track all weekend. It could be someone who <coughs> can walk into a bar and feel comfortable in the clothes they're wearing. And, you know, for a lot of people, they may not be where they're at now. That might seem so far away. So that's maybe a rough, you know, vision. It's very raw. There's nothing real structured. Then I'd sort of try and bring it back to like 12 weeks and break it into like a three-month goal and go, okay, right. I'm probably, if anything, going more process-based goal where we mm. try and set many targets. Like I think this is what you're doing at your current fat loss is like you have to, to go to the gym, let's say, three mm. times a week. So three times a week for 12 weeks, then that is... 36 i think my mom's isn't great but let's go with 36 let's then you're literally it. you're literally just taking it off and you're like okay 35 sessions i have to go 34 sessions mm-hmm. 33 and you're just you're literally just showing up but it's the whole showing up which is the process which is going to get you to that end goal in a year's time but it doesn't seem as massive it doesn't seem as overwhelming because all you're doing is like well i've seven days this week i have to go to the gym three days surely you can get three hours out of 168 hours this week so it's trying to like that that's the sort of approach i like to take is you know to make it in the smaller manageable chunks that aren't overwhelming but will build confidence build momentum build habits which is the things then it's going to be essential for building into your lifestyle long term if that makes sense 100 percent. and do you know what i loved i loved what you said there mick at the start like you started with becoming someone or, or a feeling of like how do you want to feel or who do you want to be and this goes for every single goal, like, because we started off this podcast talking about, like, you know, your, the pillars, your pillars, right? So you can, yeah. you, can, you, can use, you can use this in family relationships as well. Like, if you want, okay, how do you want to show up to your family? How do you want to show up in your relationship? How do you want your relationship to be and feel? So once you start with that, I think that's incredible because most people that start, especially health and fitness, 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 um, <laughs> they, that's it. Yeah, that's a, that's a nice little accent there. It's a Canadian <laughs> twang. Um, <laughs> Most people that start their journey, they don't actually, they can't see themselves as the person. Like they, they all they can see themselves as is the person that's failed all their life. All they can see themselves is, I don't do that. I don't go to the gym. I, I, I don't eat well. I'm overweight. I, I'm not that person. I don't have that identity. So it's like, if you can get to a place where you can just start visualizing that person you want to be and the feelings you're going to get when you get there, then like you said, okay, that's, that's a bit more subjective, but then you can work your way back and say, okay, what, what can we relate to that goal that's going to get you there part of the processes that, that are actually attached to it so 
And like you said, then you can start working on the the day to day and week to week and month to month stuff that you need to accomplish to get there. Because I can guarantee most people like the first thing you think is, okay, where do you want to be like in, in a year's time? And it's like, I want to be two stone down. It's like, yeah, that's a okay, that's number. That's great. That's tangible, great stuff. But like that doesn't actually give you anything to go off of really. It doesn't give you a feeling of who you want to be and what you want to what you want to achieve. And that's why a lot of people, they might reach their their goal of weight loss, maybe, but it never actually sticks because they haven't changed internally of who they actually are and the habits. And like I said, that can go for business as well. We hold ourselves back in business at times or relationships or whatever. So starting with that, I love that. Yeah. Um, I'll finish this one last thing that I say to all my clients and some of them might get it some of them might roll their eyes and it's cheesy as fuck but bear with me but it's like true transformation starts from the inside out and I think when people go on any transformation journey if that's weight loss which is very visual and external but it's not because as you said you could lose two stone but still not be the person you need to be internally to be confident to walk into a bar and feel good in yourself because anyone could lose weight the tree the change internally is a hard part and that's why so many people skip that so i always say to people remember that if you're looking for a true transformation you have to do it from the inside out mm, i love that that's a perfect way to finish absolutely perfect way to finish i absolutely love that and that summarizes everything like everything that we just talked about today really really well because nothing else is going to stick same with relationships same with business same with health and fitness it, it, it all comes back to that changing who you think you are okay mick we're going to wrap it up uh 30 minutes solid waff, waffling as as always so hopefully Love people it. enjoy and take some few little tidbits from it um like we said guys we're meeting on friday so we might have some stories for you and we might uh yeah get a bit of energy off each other and as always guys it would be great if you share the podcast and give us any feedback as well we would love feedback if it's good or bad because we want to continue to grow and just um yeah keep putting stuff out there that may help people that are struggling or you know people that are similar to us maybe in many ways and want, want to improve themselves so guys thanks a million for listening and we will see or hear you hear us in the next one